Welcome to Eventive Entrepreneurs, the podcast for business inspiration, featuring innovative entrepreneurs sharing their stories, best practices, and actionable tips, sprinkled with my favorite topic, event planning advice to build community and grow your business. I'm your host, Sarah Brush. Let's get this party started. Our guest today is Mandy. She is a digital entrepreneur and joyful, full-figured model based in Arizona. The nickname Adorkably Mandy was coined through social media as an endearing catchphrase for being adorably dorky. Hi, Mandy. Welcome to the podcast. Hi. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Yes. I'm so excited to have you. I know we met at a FemForce photo shoot. Yes. Yeah. You just had like the most amazing energy and just so supportive of everybody taking behind the scenes video and just, I don't know. I just loved your, your vibe. And I'm just so happy that we can connect on this podcast. Thank you so much. Thank you. Well, I would like to just kind of start and talk about, you know, your story, your journey, and you know, how really you came to be um, a full figured model. Yeah. You know, my journey is unique in the timing of, of all of it. Um, I, at, at the time of, of this point in my life was at my lowest of lows. I was fresh out of a divorce, had incredibly low self-esteem. Um, I had just been laid off from work. I had three young kids under the age of five. I was living with my parents. So I really just felt like, um, the timing of it was really unique to aligning with that, that point in my life. Um, I was afraid of starting over. I was afraid of being labeled anything divorcee or anything within my family or circle of friends or, you know, having that, having that label of a failed marriage. Um, so there were a few things that like contributed to the shift in mindset that kind of allowed me to be open to the idea of being a full figured model. Um, a confidant of mine, like early on um, post-divorce had made the comment to me when I was expressing, I was scared of being labeled something. Um, had said something to me, like your story is what you choose to tell people. Meaning like people might ask questions and they might try to, out of curiosity, you know, it may be genuine interest, ask questions about what might've happened, but you, you're under no obligation to tell them. Um, and so that kind of stuck with me in that I, the only thing that they needed to know were that my kids and I were happy, safe and looking towards healing, you know? Mm. Um, and then the second thing was that I, um, I had been set up on a date and obviously this was much later post-divorce. It wasn't super fresh, but I had been set up on my first date as a single mom. And, uh, this man was very sex successful in his career. And, um, maybe that was a little bit intimidating for me at the time too, but he was asking the standard, like get to know you questions and like, where do you see yourself in five years or, um, what do you like to do in your free time? What's something you're passionate about? And I literally had no idea. I could only think like my kids, like the past, you know, X amount of years, all I've been is mom and been, you know, wife. And so I, I had no hobbies. And I think that's a common thing too, wow. um, with people like of my age or, you know, moms that we devote so much time that having the idea of being a model is not something that crosses our mind candidly. Um, and so those two things were kind of like a turning point for me that really helped switch my mindset to being open to the idea so that when it was presented to me, um, it wasn't as crazy of an idea. It was more like an, of an exciting adventure. Um, and so the, the process of, of getting to that point of becoming a full figured model really had to do with the shift in mindset and creating, um, 
I call it my bucket list. It's not things to do before I die, but things to do. So I live and oh, it, I love it kind that. Of, thank you. So it, it kind of was like the timing of it, the divorce and low self-esteem and this message from this confidant of mine and going on this like totally failed first date, um, kind of just led up to this, like saying yes to every adventure mentality and creating this bucket list. And so when I was approached by an agency to join them, uh, it was kind of like a, I mean, I was super reluctant at first, but it was kind of like, okay, this is what we're doing. What's the worst that can happen. I don't get hired. Let's do this. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. And how long ago was that? Uh, it's been two years since okay. I got signed with the agency. Yeah. So it was, it was three years before when they approached me. Um, I took a long time to consider it. And that's kind of an interesting part of my story too, is I just, I, I still was kind of um, in a really low self-esteem and like a lot of self-doubt state of mind, despite like in that survival mode of what am I going to do as a single mom of three with no job because I had been laid off. And um, so it took me a long time to accept that. But the bucket list plays an interesting role in this because the more that I was working towards achieving these little tasks on my bucket list, the more confidence I was, I was building in like, okay, this is something I enjoy. This is something I can do. I achieved this. And it, it slowly built that confidence to where I was like, remember when that agent asked me to join his agency, maybe I should look into that again. And so the, the, really the timing of it all was laid out perfectly in lowest of lows, building that confidence. What story do I want to, to tell people and create for my kids and my future to here's this opportunity. Are you going to take it? You know, did you put yourself out there? So like an agent would find you in any way, like how did they even do that since that really wasn't on your mind? Yeah, it, it was, it was pretty crazy. I was actually working a booth at a community event for a, a political booth, um, collecting signatures and just happened to strike up a conversation with this gentleman who happened to be part of a local modeling agency and mentioned that they have a curvy division that he thought I'd be great for. So obviously three things are like going through my head. Is he hitting on me? He didn't feel <laughs> that way. He felt genuine. There was not any like vibe about him that like would put off a red flag, but because of my mindset of self self-doubt, I was like, like, is, is this candid camera? What is like this isn't real? Um, that was, that was another part too, is I was like, what is a 30 year old mom bod going to do on a Kirby division? Like Kirby division sounds so like, I don't know, Marilyn Monroe or something. And I just <laughs> was like, I've got a mom bod that's like, that's not anything that I would have ever, uh, associated my self-worth with, which is interesting because why not? Uh, and then the, the third thing that was going through my mind when he, when he brought it up was I was, I had this little tiny voice that was like, you promised yourself you were going to accept all adventures, like do it for the story. And so it was, it was a lot of, um, just kind of weighing out, like, where, where am I mentally in life right now that I would accept something and put myself out there. It's very vulnerable to be measured and compared and sent pictures, like sending your pictures out. And I knew that that was part of the process. So I just was, am I ready to accept the vulnerability that comes with taking on this adventure? Um, he had given me his, I told him, no, I was like, that's not, not, that's not me. That's not me. Yeah. And I, and he gave me his card and he said, you know, call or email me if you change your mind. And uh, it was more than six months, maybe seven or eight months later, after I had continued my journaling and bucket list of, of things where 
like I said, my, uh, my confidence was growing. Um, having the idea of being a curvy model wasn't so unfathomable anymore as I, as I built that confidence in other aspects, you know, other than my physique. Um, so I finally thought to myself, what the worst that can happen, I don't get hired. And I, you know, waste his time. It's no, it's nothing off me. So I did email him, um, the weekend that I signed a contract with his agency, I did, I did research his agency first. Cause I was like, Let's make sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so I, I did look it up and they, um, have a lot of reviews, a lot of, um, representation. So I was like, okay, this, this might be legit. Um, the weekend after I signed a contract with, with them, I was hired for my first gig. Uh, and then it was at that gig, that other models and like the crew were gathering and like collecting each other's social media handles. And I didn't have anyone. And I had like a media presence and they were like, what, what do you mean? And so <laughs> I, at that point, I, the wheels were kind of turning. And then at my second gig, um, my agency, and it came really fast too. It was like the next month I got my second gig, which apparently, and I, what do I know? I didn't know at the time that that was really fast, but my agency was like, okay, you need a social media presence ASAP. And so that's kind of what started this. Well, it is not kind of, it is what started the Adorkably Mandy account on, on Instagram. Well, and I am so excited for people listening if they haven't been following you to follow you because your account is so inspirational and just so full of positivity and just so authentic. And can you share about how you really, I mean, you went from zero presence on social media to like 160,000 followers. How yeah, did you do really that? <laughs> how did you do that? <laughs> um, I wish that there was a secret ingredient. I really do. Um, I know that this is cliche and this is what a lot of people will say when you ask them, but consistency is key. And I don't just mean that in how frequently you're posting, but what you're posting. And I think that there's been... A, I can identify a lot of times where maybe I didn't lose followers, but it was like plateaued. And those were the times where I was experimenting with posting different things. Um, so I do think that consistency is key, but I would, I would say the, the most beneficial part for my growth on social media would be the networking that I've done. So whether it's the hashtags and interacting with hashtags that I'm using or following or seeking out the opportunities to engage and network with people of a like account, like similar account industry, mm -hmm. I guess is the way to say it. Um, that's the fastest way I would say, because it's a domino effect. You go and comment on somebody else and, and, you know, oh my gosh, I really love blah, blah, blah about this post. They're going to return the favor. And then you're building that relationship with them. And then other people see you on their post and them on your post. And it just kind of is this domino effect of, of building the audience authentically. Yeah. And do you, do, um, I don't know, cause reels weren't there when you started, right? No. But do you do, did you do a lot of videos as well? Or was it mostly photos? I only did photos. I wasn't even doing behind the scenes at the time. Um, I was just like, I, when I started, if you scroll all the way down to the bottom of my feed, it's legitimately just my headshots. And for probably four months, I was only, I had my headshots up. I wasn't posting like static feed. I was just in my stories and it was legitimately just me goofing off on my breaks at work or like working out in the gym for my lunch break. And it was, um, it was, I don't know, just my everyday life because 
I it, honestly, I think I had this like weird confidence too, where I was like, nobody knows I'm here, not my friends, not my family. This is like the secret modeling account that nobody knows about. And so I can just be a dork on here and it's going to be fine. Um, and then the pandemic hit and suddenly people were on their phones all the time. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I do know that that paid a huge part in how quickly the growth happened. Um, because suddenly my dorky, like shadowed life became entertaining to people that were stuck on their phones and stuck in their houses. And so I do know that that part, that, that was a, a big driving factor too. Um, but I, I didn't start consistently posting until probably four months into creating the account. <laughs> wow. And then tell me about, you know, sponsorships and partnerships, because I know I'm sure a lot of people listening, of course, would love to get into that. And how did that come along with like your modeling? Um, you know, I, there's several platforms that promise to connect you with interested companies and you can Google them. There's, you can sign up for them. Um, reach out to me if you want to know, you know, which ones to use, but honestly, the most valuable, and I don't just mean that like monetary, the most valuable and like lasting sponsorships that I have, have come from direct pitch, meaning I created, it's called a media kit, um, Mm -hmm. or a brag sheet of my stats, my accomplishes, accomplishments, my, mission on my social media platform and what my goal would be in a partnership with them should they choose to accept. And I pitch it to them via email. Sometimes they ask to do a Zoom or, you know, whatever. Um, But I pitch it to them and ask them for the opportunity and ask them for consideration to um, promote who they are and what their mission is or what their current, you know, product lineup is. Um, just really make it known to their marketing team that I'm interested. I love who they are and I, I'm part of their purpose, the same purpose and would like to know if they'd like to achieve a campaign together in, you know, completing that mission. Um, that that's where most of my, uh, long-term partnerships come from. Yeah. And are there certain type of, you know, companies that you like to partner with the most? I, I do tend to do, um, fashion, clothing, plus size clothing, just because that's a lot of what my audience is, um, being in the Kirby division with the agency, um, a lot of the networking that I've done with other models has been Kirby division. Um, and I do think that a lot of my audience has related to me because I'm not cookie cutter model shape. Um, so I do tend to reach out more to the like plus size fashion companies. How do you keep the confidence? Do you have time? Because I just, when I look at your account, I'm just like, oh my gosh, like I'm so motivated by you. You're just, you know, really putting yourself out there and just being like so open to who you are. And I'm sure, you know, there's times where it's hard to do that sometimes. Like, how is that process for you? Uh, You know, I think what's hard for me in finding the confidence was trusting that I knew and loved what I knew and loved. Meaning, uh, and this is just a materialistic example, but so maybe we'll use it as an analogy, but, um, you know, I like a certain style of shirt. A lot of people don't like this particular style of shirt, but I do. And I know that I do. And so my confidence in wearing that type of shirt needed to come from the fact that I knew that I loved it. And that needed to happen in every aspect of, of my life. So I needed to know for myself that I loved a certain communication style in order to be confident in using it and attracting it. Or I needed to know for myself that I loved strength training more than cardio, 
so that I felt more confident in front of the weights, you know, and so on and so forth. So my, my advice for surrounding confidence will always be, do you know what you know? Because once you're secure that you're confident, once you secure that, that you know what you know, your confidence is palpable. It's identif- identifiable. It's visible. Yeah, that's so good. And I know on your IG profile, it says, talks about promoting what you love versus bashing kind of what you hate. So I, I really love that. Yeah. 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 Um, I think that social media can have a lot of uh, negative stigma to it. People get lost in it. It's easy to keep scrolling. It's easy to get lost in the rabbit hole of anything that shows up in your feed, thanks to the algorithm. And I really feel like when you are promoting what you love, instead of bashing what you hate, you're creating the algorithm that you wish to see. So, um, because we, we see what we seek, if that makes sense, complaining about things only brings more negativity. It only promotes negativity. So all you'll see is negativity. I really knew, I knew that when I started my social media, I I really wanted it to be, um, focusing on, on the good things that I love. So I wasn't attracting any negative energy that would affect my countenance, my entire purpose of this bucket list or social media. So I don't follow any account that does bash this company. Can't believe they did this to me, or even accounts that have humorous memes that are at the expense of someone else. I don't, I don't follow those accounts purposefully because I want to teach my algorithm that my purpose is to stay on this side of the, <laughs> on this side of the sunshine. Um, and so I, I will, I purposefully will not bash anything that I come in contact with, no matter how much I might hate something, how much something might be frustrating. I'm not going to be one of the body positive movement people. That's like, you know, this brand is labeling us this, or, you know, I, they are what they are. So let's figure out what we can do to be happy with what we have basically. Yeah, that's so good. And I mean, your platform is really around being authentic and putting positivity out there. And I think, you know, you shared so many tips around that. Is there any, you know, anything else that you would share with people that, um, you know, that would help them in that area? I think because I've seen the lowest of lows, it's easy for me to be motivated not to look back that feeling that insecurity the self-doubt, the depression, the anxiety, all of those feelings associated with my lowest of lows, it didn't feel good. (laughs) I mean, obviously it did not feel good. And I was tired of not feeling good. So, um, you know, one thing that my parents taught me growing up, and I know that I've kind of said this briefly, but they pushed it a lot on me growing up. And I thank them for that. It's that you see what you seek. Um, So if you're looking for the negativity, you're going to find it quite frankly, and you're going to become it quite frankly, the same is said for the opposite. So I don't like the saying no bad days to me, that's like a toxic positivity and it lacks the authenticity of, of being positive. There are going to be bad days, but the point of being positive is to say, well, that wasn't the greatest, but tomorrow might be mistakes are going to be made. Unfortunate slights are going to happen. Uh, it doesn't define you, your life, your story, your future. It defines nothing but that moment and moments pass. And I think that that's um, a really important focus of, of my social media platform is like, I, not to say, well, I will say it, I, I was an underdog. I'm a 30 year old single mom, mom bod. What am I doing in the modeling age, modeling industry? You know, my mindset before is I had no place here. Um, that moment passed and here I am. 
and I have bigger goals now than I did even before I became a mom. So, um, I, I really want my page just being that, that spot in your feed that makes you feel that fire within as well. You're going to look at me and, and why does this girl have 160,000 followers? Why is she considering herself a model? Like, you know, let me show you because there's something that you can do with this as well. And I, I really want my, my spot in your feed to be when it pops up to be that spot of, and, and maybe it's your thing isn't modeling, but I want it to be that thing where it ignites, like this girl's doing something with herself. Let me do something with myself. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I feel that so much from you. Like, I just remember we were at Candy Valentino's house for a FemForce photo shoot and you were out there in your swimsuit at the pool, just owning it big time. And I'm like, who is this? And I started like following you right away. And it was just like, it just brings me happiness when I just see what you're posting and just like, you know, see what your message is in there because it's always just so uplifting and so positive. So you radiate everything that you're talking about for sure. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much for saying that. Thank you. Yeah. And do you ever have like just being in that industry, like, you know, negative people that kind of come into your life, you know, that you need to kind of have those conversations to just kind of, you know, get them out of there so you can keep positive. Like, do you have any advice around that? Just making sure that people in your life are not you know, causing any challenges in that area? Definitely. Um, it's not to say that there's any like key phrase that's going to make or like magic phrase mm -hmm. that's going to solve this for anyone and everyone. It is going to be, and it still is for me, a conscious effort that has to be achieved and work towards. It's not just a one and done. Um, it really has to be a mindful behavior and lifestyle. And that is to set those healthy boundaries. One thing, especially with the modeling industry that I've learned is nothing is personal. Nothing, nothing is personal. Uh, what I have and who I am may like literally not fit the campaign that a certain brand is looking for. And that's nothing against me or my brand. It's what they're looking for in that moment. They might look for a brunette on in March, but need a blonde by August. Um, and they might need a size 10 in July, but in size in, in December might look for a size 18. It's nothing personal. And so with that, you also have to set the boundaries with yourself. I have learned that uh, <laughs> there have been friends that I've had that kind of think it's weird that I'm doing this and think that it's maybe a little vain or, or showy that I can, you know, be out here modeling. And, uh, on, on the personal level of that, they might not be part of my future story. And that's okay because I know what I'm building right now is, is a better future for me and my kids. And that will always be my driving force. So that healthy boundary needs to be set both with the agency that you sign with, if you are looking to be in the modeling industry and with the circle you surround yourself with, who is going to be supportive of your interest in, in doing this or doing anything in life, I guess. Yeah. What, what are the, um, are the kids so excited about what you're doing? <laughs> I love it. <laughs> they are always coming to me because they, they'll watch, um, like YouTube shorts or, you know, whatever they'll see commercials of clips from TikToks or whatever. And the, mom, you got to do that one. You got to do that one. And I sometimes will like explain to them like trends and like the purpose behind doing or not doing a certain trend, but they love it. And, or like, if I, <laughs> my son is, is eight and I, a couple of weeks ago I had come out, I, could, I don't remember what I was dressed for, but we were going somewhere and he's like, mom, 
you look drop dead gorgeous. Get some content in that. <laughs> oh my gosh. It is just the cutest when like kids get involved like that. And especially yes. when they have those like little comments, those business comments that you're like, where did that come from? That is the cutest. Yes. Yep. Mom, some kids at school are singing this song. You need to do a reel to this song, you know, or whatever. <laughs> they love getting involved. And I, I do try to keep it, um, them somewhat sheltered from it. Mm -hmm. I don't like posting with them, um, at all. So that, you know, my, my platform, I'll mention I'm a single mom or mention the single mom tasks that I have to do every day or, you know, whatever, but I try not to post them as much, um, and, you know, kind of keep them, uh, safe, I suppose, from the exposure, but they love the behind the scenes and, and getting involved with, they love the packages. Oh my gosh. When I, oh when my I gosh. I was just going to say that. I'm like, I bet they love the packages. <laughs> they love it. They love unboxing. They ask all the time, can I do an unboxing video with you? And, uh, you know, I'll, I'll hold this up while you talk about it or, you know, whatever. <laughs> they love being involved in that part. <laughs> that is so fun. I know I'm thinking like my kids are just excited when I have my random Amazon packages come. So I can't imagine like what it's like at your house. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's so good. So do you have, you know, like a support group or like a mentorship community at all that you're in that kind of just like is your sounding board? You know, <laughs> no, but yes. Um, I don't have, like, I, I have what I've created. I'll put it that mm -hmm. way. So I don't have, um, like a, a specific group per se. I will say the FemForce family. I absolutely adore everything we have with, with FemForce from the photographers to the people, the entrepreneurs that show up. I love the support and energy that we all give each other. Um, and I, I love seeing that both on set and like on shoots and also on social media, we all give each other that support and love. Um, and the same can be, I I've taken like, you know, Instagram courses from other marketers that, you know, swear to teach you things. Um, and from those I've, I've met a lot of women that like, I still keep in touch with and will still collaborate with. There's not a specific like group that I like a go-to group necessarily, but I absolutely adore and cherish every individual supporter and, and bond that I've made because of these, you know, experiences that I've built. Oh yeah, definitely. That's so great. And I completely agree on FemForce. It's just really such a nice community in just so many ways. It's so supportive. I, I, <laughs> I always joke with the photographers too. Like I know that I put my reels together with music over it, but I always joke, like when I need a hype, I will go back and watch one of my behind the scenes because when the way that they speak to us, when they're shooting us is like, you know, you got this, they, they gas you up so well. And you know, whenever you need that boost, you can go back and listen to, to one of your behind the scenes with, with them and listen to the hype that they give you. <laughs> oh, for sure. I know the first time I went, I was just like, I have no idea. It was like really my first official photo shoot I'd ever done. Like I've just done family like photos before. Yeah. So, but, and now it's just like, Hey, I just want to own it because like, they just help you feel so like comfortable and confident and yeah, they are amazing. Yeah. So anyone listening, since we've been talking about FemForce, so much. It's yeah. a photo shoot subscription service for social media and marketing photos. And right now they are in Denver, Dallas, and in Phoenix, but they are going to be coming to a city near you. <laughs> very soon. <laughs> yeah, yes, very soon. It is, it is a genius uh, membership. It has been absolutely game-changing for me in my social media presence. Um, I, I posted before my at-home modeling hacks because my social media, like I said, blew up during a pandemic. So even if I had seen FemForce 
during my huge growth that first year, I wouldn't have been able to sign up for it. I mean, we were in a pandemic. And so a lot of my early feed is literally me in my bedroom, a photography light on my bed propped up with my white wall. Like I purposely took down any knickknacks or shelves or anything behind me so that I would have a white wall. And that was every single picture that I ever posted was me in my bedroom, like against this white wall with a fake hardwood flooring underneath me. It's <laughs> and just then, showing and, that it's just you. I mean, it's you, it's what you're yeah. bringing. Yep. And then I saw FemForce and it has been like, it's, it's been quite the upgrade. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I love it. So I was wondering, what are you really the most excited about that you're doing right now? And what do you feel like is the most challenging? Uh, the most challenging is definitely the time management. Um, what was supposed to be like a side hustle, like adventure for the single mom has easily turned into a very demanding hobby. If I let it, <laughs> if right. I don't keep it in check. So I'm constantly, and I mean, constantly reevaluating the time and effort that I put into my account and deciding if I'm balancing it correctly with my priorities in life. Um, that that's, that's the biggest challenge and it's all internal. It's not necessarily an obstacle that I have to overcome with the third party at all. Um, the part that I'm looking forward to the most, I would be absolutely delighted if this became a full-time gig and I, I definitely can put the hours in full-time right now. Definitely wouldn't have like that higher income form of employment from it right now. So I see that in the future. I'm I would love to be home with my kids more, be present with them when they're not in school, um, work only during their school hours, you know, be present at school events that they have. I know I can get there. I want to get there. I will get there. Um, so that's where I see the future of, of this adorably Mandy brand and business. Oh, that's so good. And the full-time job you're at right now, what, what industry is that in? The tech industry. Okay. Um, I used to, and this is kind of a shift in mindset as well. I got this job um, shortly after I created my bucket list. <laughs> and I noticed in, through my journaling, my shift in mindset, even just about this job, because originally I was, when people would ask, I'd say, oh, it's a call center job. I do anything from tech support to, to billing and, you know, whatever. Uh, and I've learned to accept that I downplayed that it's so much more than that. And it can be like, and that can go for any aspect in life. It, don't downplay it. Romanticize your own life. I, I now, when people ask, I'm like, I help employers write their job descriptions to, you know, find the right quality candidate. And, you know, I can check on the analytics of their job postings and make sure that it's, you know, getting the right traffic they need for those candidates. So it's, it's definitely a, a change in mindset professionally as well to romanticize my own life. <laughs> Oh my gosh. That's such, I would use that as a quote. Like, I think that's so good. And I'm really glad you told that story because I remember us talking about that at, I think it was the embassy sweet shoot. And, and I, and that really impacted me, like just the way you were sharing about what you do and everything. So I'm glad that we could have that conversation here. I, and I, it took me a while to get there. Honestly, I, I think the first, uh, FemForce photo shoot I was at, I remember telling someone, uh, oh, I just work at a call center. Like, yeah, you know, this is, you know, whatever. And so making that, that mindset flip to romanticizing, like what I do, it, it changes your outlook on how I view, how you view what you're doing. 
So. Yeah. I'm just really going to take that away because it's such a good, I mean, I know you've talked about that before, but it's such a good reminder. And I, and I wrote it down that I think that really does just shift everything, like just change your mindset around everything that you're doing and you create that story for yourself. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Have you ever thought about doing, um, any other type of like social media training or things like that, that could be part of like you taking it full time? Yes. Yes. I have, <laughs> I have huge plans. I talk about it more often than I action it, which is pretty bad, but I, uh, I will get to that point of being that marketing coach for other social media accounts. I want to have a podcast that helps people figure out that marketing aspect. I want to have, you know, a separate, aside from my modeling account, I'd love to create a new account that is specific to marketing and helping, um, you know, smaller businesses or startup influencers get that momentum going for their account. Um, I, I recognize that the skills and knowledge that I have are very specific to that low to mid range account level. It's not something that's going to be beneficial to a huge corporate necessarily, but I can definitely help people get started. I, I know that process front and back. So I have big plans for that. Um, every time that I try to put something in motion, something in my personal life happens. So it's always like one step forward, two steps back when it comes to that, but I will, I will get there. I definitely am interested in that for right now. I'm just kind of doing it on the side. Like a, if someone asks me for help, then I'm more than willing to set aside time aside to do that. I just can't make it like that bigger project vision that I have yet. Yeah. Well, it's so exciting to know what you want to do and just the possibility is there that, you know, you're going to put into action when you're ready. And like you said, you really want to just balance and make sure like you have a good schedule with the family and your job and what you're doing. So when the time is right, you'll, you know, you'll be there doing it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think it's important too, as like, I, when I'm, when I say I'm constantly reevaluating how much time and effort I put into it, it, I go into a lot of detail mentally and like journaling is a huge thing for me because I, uh, and I, I've been very transparent with this, like on, in my stories and with my followers being a single mom of three, I'm like, I'm outnumbered. So when one gets sick, it overlaps with the next one getting sick and it's a domino effect with that, or they have school events that like, I want to attend and I want to be able to attend. And, um, you know, my oldest, I I've been very open with this too. She has PTSD and very severe anxiety that can be very debilitating. So a lot of my free time goes towards her therapies or making sure she's comfortable. So I have these big aspirations and dreams. And like, if it all, the timing of it all, and I trust the process and I trust the timing, if it all just continues to lay out the way that it has so far for me in this journey, I know that I'll get to that point where I will be fulfilling that dream of like helping other people reach their goals with their marketing of their social media while also being like that super present mom that's like nurturing the kids like the way that they need individually. Oh, I love that all so much. Well, this has been such a fun conversation. I just loved being able to talk with you and I am going to say like, what is the best way for people to connect with you? But I know that's going to be Instagram. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> yeah. So I'll, I'll put your handle and everything in the episode notes. And then is there anything else that you want to share? No, I, you know, I look forward to connecting with, with other people. Um, so if I, my notifications too on Instagram do go pretty quick. So if you, if you follow me and then I'm not following you back right away, comment and just like, let me know be like, I'm here. Um, <laughs> because sometimes it can go really quickly and then I'll find an account. I'll be like, this is amazing. And I'll go and like, you know, look at their stuff. And I'm like, 
they follow me. Why haven't I been following them? And so, um, you know, I, I'm looking to continue filling my feed with the positivity. It drives me in which in turn produces more positive content from me. So please network with me. Let's partner on all things that we have in common. Uh, let's speak up about things that we love and are passionate about. And let's, let's help each other write that future, write our story that we want to tell the world. Okay. I'm like ready to go. Like with that. <laughs> I'm excited. I'm like on fire for this. So, well, thank you so much for being here, Randy. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I'd love to connect with you on Instagram at event of brush and in our private Facebook group where we continue this conversation. All of these details are listed in the episode notes. Your time is valuable and I appreciate that you spent it with me.